deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with, JD. What's going on, brother? Not much. How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. I can't complain. Uh, Well, I mean, I could, but what's the point? Well, as could all the people who listen to your advice, so. <laughs> Amen to that. Hey, uh, this is uh, week nine that we're going to be talking about here in the NFL, episode 11 of Another Bad Call, and this week we have a very special guest joining us, uh, Gary West, otherwise known as Dad. Also known be. as Big G. <laughs> Very happy to be here, guys. I've uh, been listening to you for uh, 10 weeks now, so I'm happy to join you. Well, we're, we're, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this one. <laughs> we're glad you could join us. Um, so, uh, Dad, why don't you tell everyone uh, what kind of uh, fantasy games you, you've been playing? Well, for the most part, I just pray and... Joshua's gr- group where we have a, uh, a weekly DraftKings fantasy group. And then uh, I'm in a uh, no money family league that we just do for fun. All right. Yeah. Always fun and fun to try to get the bragging rights in that one. Um, seems like uh, that's the one I do the worst in every year. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's mostly just a trash talk league, you know. That's that's the only real reason to be in it. Sure, sure. Well, JD, uh, the uh, sober tober is over for me, and I do have a beer here. Well, I will let you go ahead and talk about that because I did not get in on the fun this evening. All right. Well, I got a, uh, it's called a Day Zero Dry Hop. It's a collaboration between Hailstorm Brewing and Omega Yeast. It's a hazy IPA. Uh, and it's it's pretty good after not drinking any beer for a month. Uh, it's nice to have a little cold libation here. So now did you actually make it? a full month or did you did you break it at a halloween party well yeah i did but that 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 was that was the plan all along so how'd that go oh it it was a good time and uh i i eased my way back into it and drank plenty of water so fun time was had by all hey good to hear good to hear so, uh, JD, how did uh, how did you end up doing last week? 
Um, it was kind of a mixed bag. Uh, I was right on the cusp of doing well, and then uh, I got screwed by coach speak, if you will. Uh, and I'll explain that in a minute. Uh, real quick, we'll go back over. Uh, last week I, I talked about Jared Goff uh, going against the Packers, and he gave me uh, 26 and a half points. Uh, Raheem most start or as I was calling him for the week must start and uh, apparently Shanahan didn't get the notice because he only carried the ball two times so that was a little disappointing uh, Tyler Lockett gave me 12.7 which is really only two times the value uh, but you're not going to hit on everybody and then OJ Howard at 3900 came in at 16.8 so just over four times the money uh, that one was real good for me uh, going along those plays, I was able to win 40% of my head-to-heads, which, you know, obviously isn't uh, the goal. You hope to get, uh, you know, closer into that uh, 70% range, but 40 is better than zero. And then I finished in our uh, weekly tournament uh, in fourth. And uh, that was, I was right on the edge there, too, I think, of doing something good. I bit into which is going to sound really funny after watching the game tonight, the Martavis Bryant hype that was coming out of their offensive coordinator only to watch him play five snaps and put up a zero for the week. So that Raheem uh, Mostert and Martavis Bryant play killed me last week. Oh, yeah. Well, I understand that. I had uh, C.J. Uzoma put up zero for me in my <laughs> cash lineup where I really only needed about four points out of him and to get into the money in our our league uh, tournament there. Uh, my cash lineup, it, it was okay. It wasn't terrible. I kind of, um, I, I hit with James Conner and uh, Philip Lindsay and Kareem Hunt did okay. Uh, I, I ended up going with Odell Beckham in, in the cash lineup, and he um, he was a nice play, pretty low-owned, and, and got me 24.6 points. Um, and uh, what really ended up getting me is as I was putting my lineup together, it came down in the end, and I, I was going to be able to play uh, Jared Goff with O.J. Howard. Uh, or I was going to be able to play Aaron Rodgers with C.J. Azoma, and uh, I, I I decided to go with who I think is the better quarterback in that situation because I'm not real. I wasn't like real high one way or the other on either of those tight ends uh, for the week. I I thought they were both decent plays. They were both going up against bottom three defenses against tight ends at the time and so I went with Rodgers and he just uh, really really Ty Montgomery screw, screwed him out of getting to the bonus and and, and possibly a game winning drive so you see what that happened for uh, for him <laughs> he, he got traded this week so uh, if, if, if he gets his last uh, 14 yards to the bonus, I probably flip the script and end up uh, positive on the week. Instead, I was down just a little bit. I I won uh, only 17 out of 35 head-to-heads. 
I did cash in both of my double ups, so that was good um, to keep me afloat. But uh, I had that lineup in our tournament, and and going going in those afternoon games, I was pretty confident that I was going to finish first or second, and uh, I I I finished in the dreaded third place. So. Yeah, no, nothing's worse than just sitting right outside the money. Yeah. Short of short of being dead last, I'm not, I'm not really sure which ones, which ones worse. Yeah. Well, if you're last, you shot your shot and you know came up empty, but you didn't you didn't really have any hope probably along the way. So. Uh, oh, that's how I start all of my games. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, move into our uh, players for the week here uh and we'll start off with quarterback uh jd why don't you tell us who you like and and why all right well uh this one's kind of a a stretch play uh i'll say that and i'll actually go ahead and say that about all of my plays this week i'm i'm kind of going a little little out there on some of these uh I'm going to see what happens with the <laughs> the Baker Mayfield experiment that is now a new coaching regime going on there in Cleveland, uh, mostly just because of their opponent. Uh, I'm playing this one as a game script of they're going to be behind. They're going to be behind quick, and Mayfield's going to have to throw a lot. Uh, Kansas City... Their defense is getting better, uh, but I believe right now, um, yeah, I mean, they're giving up 15.6 points a week to QB. So uh, at 5,600 for Mayfield, if we can get that, that's three times our value at a decent price, uh, more for a tournament play. I'm going to go for it. It's an interesting call. He's... uh... They, they've got a coaching change this week, a new uh, offensive coordinator who is, from what I understand, has never been a play caller. So uh should be interesting to see what happens there in Cleveland. I like the matchup uh, for Nick Chubb a lot better than I do for Baker Mayfield. Uh, and I, I tend to think they're probably going to try to slow the game down and, and, and run it quite a bit this week. But, you know, when you're making a dart throw on a tournament, some of these lower price guys uh, are going to have low ownership and and definitely would have to play catch up. You'd assume with with the Kansas City offense. So, uh, Big G, I, I'm I'm expecting a couple of of shots from you on some of these calls. So <laughs> feel free to hop in, seeing as you are the uh, the master of insulting us. Well, you guys do a lot more research and dig a lot deeper than I do. So, you know, when you guys want to do stupid stuff, I figure you've studied something that you thought was going to give you the right opinion to do that stupid stuff. <laughs> and, and so it starts. <laughs> well, Dan, why don't you tell us about uh, your, your guy then? Well, I'm not. I'm not really thinking too much of a risk here. I don't think I'm looking to play Matt Ryan. I can't believe that at 5,700 
dollars that he's uh, he's available at that low of a price. I mean, he's uh, he's got 15 touchdowns and only two interceptions this year, and uh, his quarterback ranking is uh, probably the best it's been in the last three years. So I don't I don't see a big risk. The uh, weather in Washington will probably be wet, but uh, with these high-tech gloves these guys wear anymore, I'm not sure that that really matters nearly as much as probably wind bothers them. Well, it's it's definitely a they're interesting call. Uh, the Redskins are favored, and their their defense has actually scored the fifth most points. Uh, so, um, I. I'm going to say what I always say about Matt Ryan. If he'd throw the dang ball to Julio Jones in the end zone, he'd be a lot better. And people would think he was a lot smarter. <laughs> yeah, well, it's hard to complain with what he's doing right now. He's got he's got a lot of good receivers. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to always go to Jones when he's always pulling the double teams. Yeah, well, he he doesn't throw it the ball to him ever in the end zone, so that's kind of have my bitterness towards him. <laughs> so Justin clearly has Julio either on his year or season long team, or he's played him a good five or six times this this year in DFS. Yes, on both accounts. <laughs> the th- the thing is with Matt Ryan is is he's captain consistent. I mean, you, you know what you're getting in Matt Ryan. It's very rare that he's going to have an off week. So I would call that a safe play. Uh, Washington's defense is better than what, uh, you know, their record may show. But I still suspect they'll get it done. We shall see. Matt Matt Ryan does have a lot of yards. We're throwing for over 2,300 yards. Only 1,500, uh, 15 touchdowns to go with that. Uh 2,300 yards, which is kind of light um, yardage to touchdown ratio. But uh, he has been – he is playing good. He's not throwing the ball away. So, um, he's I, – I, I just don't like Matt Ryan. That's all it, <laughs> all it boils down to. It doesn't mean he's going to be a bad play. But uh, the guy that I'm looking at this week, uh, when I first – first glance at the at the slate and at pricing and and matchup this guy just popped off the charts to me and everything i've done research wise has uh backed that up and that's cam newton uh at home against tampa bay for 6600 he's popping as the top quarterback in in all the models on fantasy labs he's uh Averaging 5.05 points over expected uh, across the last 10 games. Uh, he, he gives you that nice floor. His, his lowest rushing total of the year has been 29 yards. And he basically serves as the uh, Carolina red zone back. Um, and then, you know, per ESPN, Tampa Bay gives up the most points per game versus the position. And they've given up 2,300 yards and 20 touchdowns so far this year. It's it's hard for me to see in this slate uh, anybody that has a better matchup. Uh, and uh, and for that reason, I like Cam Newton both 
cash and tournament play. He's going to be real chalky, though, that a lot of people are going to play him. Yeah, that was going to be my <laughs> – I, I mean, anytime you, you're playing Tampa at this point in time, and they're playing in Carolina, too, if I'm not mistaken. So <laughs> you're playing at home against this just <laughs> dreadful defense uh, with a team, again – in a state of chaos because they can't decide which QB they want to lose with. Uh, yeah. It, this is just one of those dream matchups. Uh, I don't know how you don't play this guy other than if he costs too much when you're trying to get in some bigger priced running backs. Yeah, that, that could be, I think there is some, some value to be found out there uh, this week. Uh, so I, I think, I don't think his prices. is, prohibitive in the past uh quarterbacks in this range with these kind of matchups on DraftKings would have been 7500 and and at 6600 he's a lot easier to to fit in uh, there there are a few games this week that have some high point totals um and there are teams with high uh, expected totals that we'll get into a little bit more as we go through uh, but just overall with his his floor uh, with the rushing, I, 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 I just really think he's a smash play. So, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna go full Superman this week. With that being said, let's go ahead and move on to running back, and uh, it's an interesting uh, play you got here, JD. <laughs> yeah, I told you I was I was going out there this week. Uh, you know, why not? What I've been doing clearly isn't isn't working for me. The the process needs to be adjusted a little bit. So uh, I like to steer away from the full-on chalky plays and give you some out-there ones, either for entertainment or, you know, what the hell plays. But we're going to go with Jordan Howard. Uh, it looked a little bit last week like uh, Nagy finally decided that when the Bears are up that it's okay to give Jordan Howard the ball more than three times. And when you do that, he produces. I expect the Bears to be up in this game. I don't expect them to be up a lot, but I do expect them to be up. And uh, the the weak spot of the Bills' defense, which is actually pretty good, I mean, we saw them shut down Tom Brady, is their run defense. They're giving up the 11th most points to running backs, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, that's according to Fantasy Pros. I'm going to go ahead and go with Jordan Howard. Maybe not as my RB1. Uh, maybe not my RB2, uh, but maybe my flex spot uh, just to try to fit in some some higher price guys later on down the line. I mean, I, his... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I do apologize. Uh, his yards per attempt isn't super great, uh, but with the little usage, he still has... Uh, just under 400 yards. So if they can start up and up, up and up his uh, attempts, I expect to see that number go up a little bit. So we'll see what happens this week. I, I don't, uh, I don't hate Jordan Howard. I think he could have an okay week. I think that at this point in the Matt Nagy offense, Jordan Howard doesn't really have a, a ceiling game in him. Uh, and, and, and one of the reasons is because Nagy really likes Tariq Cohen and 
as we saw on Monday night, the Bills are susceptible to those short passes to uh, to running backs as James White just ate them up on those plays. And and so, well, I do think the game script will favor the Bears if if Buffalo keeps it close, though. I don't know if they're just going to be able to ground and pound with Howard. Yeah, we'll see. I expect this to be a game where uh, both defenses could be started. So, uh, like I said, it's a it's a. <laughs> there comes that Trubisky hate. <laughs> it's not a Trubisky hate. They just shut down one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So, <laughs> which means you know, yeah, they got up for that uh, game, and I don't. <laughs> I think if they're in, they're on a short week and they're probably in for a letdown. And uh, Nathan Peterman is going to do a lot to keep the Bills' defense on their heels. So the the, the Bears' defense? No. Oh, okay. No. I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, I gotcha. Yeah. They're... Yeah. Well, hey, hey, as we've shown, or as it's been seen, Trubisky has a propensity to throw the ball in the neighborhood of defenders, especially in the red zone. I'm just saying this game isn't the cakewalk that everybody thinks it's going to be. So we'll see what happens. All right. I I think I might smell a little wager here later in the show. Yeah, I think this game's going to turn into if there's three touchdowns scored, it'll be a miracle. By both teams combined. Well, well, it certainly could be. Um and as long as one of them's Jordan Howard, I'm good. <laughs> well, my guess is it's probably going to be a controlled run game. Again, it's it's going to be wet and windy in uh, Buffalo, and uh, I would expect that uh, both teams will probably try to run the ball more than they throw it. Well, you no, know Buffalo's going to try to run the ball to avoid that pass rush and also to avoid Nathan Peterman passing all that and uh you never know if they're just going to hand the ball off matt barkley could do that oh revenge game for matt barkley that could be bad (laughs) oh man well uh dad who what running back are you looking at this week well for me this one was pretty easy i got kareem hunting from kansas city He's going into Cleveland, and I figure he's just going to spend most of his afternoon in the end zone. Um, He's been a top five running back for most of the season, and I don't see anything that's going to – in the Cleveland defense that's likely to change that. Uh, Cleveland's going to be reeling from uh, not really knowing who's in charge. Their uh, defensive leader now is uh, – Responsible for the whole team, so I think they're. I think they're going to be struggling to find their new identity, and uh, this should be a cakewalk for Kansas City. The problem with Kansas City is all those offensive weapons. You don't know which one to pick because you never know which one they're going to go off with. Amen to that. <laughs> that that has bit me enough times this year. Yeah. He- Kareem Hunt in the Kansas City offense has been uh, virtually unstoppable. Uh, Cleveland, uh, while they do have some aspects of their defense that have, has been 
uh, good. They they have have given up some big games and uh, at seventy seven hundred. I don't know if Kareem Hunt is going to be wh- where I'm going to construct my lineups, but that doesn't mean he's a bad play. Um, he's uh, with with uh, Tyreek Hill maybe a little banged up. They they may want to try to lean on uh, on the run game a little bit more. So uh, I have no issues with him as a cash play this week. No issues with him as a cash play. Uh, he's proven time and again at that price point that it, he's worth it. I mean, the guy's got 10 touchdowns this year so far. The, uh, the only reason I don't see him in my cash lineup is because I'm having a hard time getting off Todd Gurley. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's hard to fit him and, and uh, Gurley together with, with Cam Newton. And, and you, you and everybody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, it's hard not to take the guaranteed points. So, um, but the guy I'm one of the guys I'm looking at in as a possibility for cash this week, um, and even tournament play is Adrian Peterson. Uh, Atlanta gives up the second most points to running backs. Um, Per Sharp Football Stats, Adrian Peterson has a uh, 48% uh, successful rush rate, uh, which is is above the league average. Adrian Peterson's had a little bit of a resurgence. Everybody kind of joked about him, about it when Washington signed him in the fall, but he's got the fourth most rushing yards. Alex Smith is uh, not doing anything that makes you think they're going to light it up uh, in a passing game and uh, normally against Atlanta you would think that the running game would go through the uh, pass catching back because that's where they really get crushed but Chris Thompson's kind of banged up they're not even sure if he's going to play this week and uh, Adrian Peterson has while well, he doesn't have a huge amount of uh, usage in the passing game he has shown this year that he can catch the ball a little bit, so I expect that uh, six thousand bucks, Adrian Peterson uh, is in line for a pretty good game. Yeah, they uh, he dusted off that Walker, threw the dentures in, and got out there, and he is he is just playing pretty good this year. And they just got one of their linemen back. I think their uh, their center. Yeah, that's helping them out too, which is, you know, when you get your better lineman out, that always helps your run game. Uh, I like that play as long as the game doesn't get out of control. Um, I don't expect it to, but stranger things have happened. Uh, I will uh, pivot off that a little bit and say that, uh, Capri Bibbs may make a nice uh, GPP dart throw because of uh, Chris Thompson potentially not going. That's a, that's a good that's a good note there. Um, it's uh, like I said, Adrian Peterson hasn't been a huge ca- pass catching back in his career, but they've thrown it to him. Uh, I've seen he's had a couple of real nice plays, uh, and and 
I don't expect this game to get out of hand. It's in Washington, and uh, Washington is favored. So uh, you would think in that kind of game script they would uh, try to lean on Peterson just because, you know, Alex Smith doesn't like to throw the ball downfield. So, Well, in, in the red zone, uh, they're just running the ball. Smith is not really passing that much in the red zone this year. So, yeah, I mean, it's – it's a good play, and uh, he's coming in cheaper than some of your top backs. Uh, he's a pretty good tournament, and, I mean, he's not bad to put in a GPP lineup either. Yep, yep. All right, well, then uh, let's go ahead and move on to wide receiver. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and see what Dad likes there. Well, this is my stack with uh, Matt Ryan, and I'm going to continue to believe that uh, uh, Julio Jones just needs to be the uh, guy out there to attract defenders. And I'm going with Calvin Ridley. Uh, he's uh, he's one of those guys that hasn't been consistent yet, but uh, when they decide to use him, he's definitely capable of making it worth what he's uh, – He's costing you. He's he's not an expensive play. He's uh, only forty seven hundred. So I think I think uh, I won't have any trouble uh, doubling, maybe even tripling my money there. Easy. He's certainly shown the uh, ability to have the blow up game this year, uh, and and he it seems to be maybe the favored target for. Uh, for Matt Ryan in the red zone, it's uh, I I don't know that he's getting enough um, actual field time and targets to warrant being in my cash lineup, but uh, I could see myself putting him in a, in a stack with with Matt Ryan in a tournament. Yeah, I. <clears throat> The nice thing is, is when you're when you're looking at uh, a Kareem Hunt at 77, and you, you've got to come down a little bit in what you're paying for receiver. Is this year there seems to be a little bit more plethora of options in that lower tier under 5K that can still hit big for you. Uh, Calvin Ridley, <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize this week. Uh, Calvin Ridley has 27 receptions, and on those 27 receptions, he's got six touchdowns. That means that just under every five catches, he's getting a touchdown. Uh, you know, those are pretty good odds to take. Uh, now, granted, he did have that three touchdown game, which kind of you know changes those stats just a little bit. But at forty-seven, if he can if he can pop off for just you know what four catches, seventy yards, and a touchdown, that's seventeen points. That's over three times your value. I mean. It's, almost four times your value. Well, the other thing I like about him is he don't drop the ball very often. He's catching almost 80% of his targets. So, Yeah, he's, yeah. he's been, you know, coming into the season, I know that a lot of the analysts were were down on him. They didn't say he didn't have quite the quite the speed as, as, some, as they would like on some of these prospects, but – He's big and he catches the ball and he knows how to 
create separation for himself. So he is a fantastic route runner. You just watch him run routes. The guy is good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, JD, who who's it that you you're aiming here? I'm I'm throwing a dart. Uh, eyes closed, and at three dart boards, and we're gonna see what happens. Uh, we're gonna go with Mike Williams this week. Uh, another low low cost guy here. Uh, going into Seattle, uh, always a tough place to play. Uh, but he does, according to Pro Football Focus, have a uh, 17% advantage over uh, his corner matchup, which uh, they're saying will likely be Trey Flowers for Seattle. Uh, I suspect, too, after a couple games where uh, Tyrell Williams has been the guy, uh, you know, and Keenan Allen's going to go underneath, that it's it's time for Mike Williams to get his and uh, he seems to be a favorite in the red zone at this point. It's almost like he's taking that Antonio Gates uh, spot when they're in the red zone. That's where Rivers wants to throw. And at 3,800, uh, you got a real good chance to triple and quadruple your money without a whole lot of production. So, dart thrown. Uh, yeah, I guess it's not someone I really had been uh, considering, um, and. Seattle, though, like early in the season, they didn't uh, seem to be all that great on uh, defense. They seem to have getting it together a little bit uh, overall. Um, it's an interesting play with uh, Melvin Gordon. Maybe he's still a little banged up. They might have to rely on a passing game a little bit more. So that's it's not uh, – it's not the worst idea I've heard. Yeah, it, like I said, these aren't really uh, cash game plays. These are more tournament GPP that I'm looking at. Uh, mostly tournament, obviously, because uh, that's where I spend most of my time. Uh, but like I said, if I'm going to get some higher priced running backs, you've got to find that value in those low spots. And I can't do any worse than Martavis Bryant giving me zero last week, so... Yeah, you'd have been better off if he was inactive and you played somebody else. Yeah, like anybody else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Same price range, uh, Anthony Miller. You know, I know you don't like the guy that throws him the ball, but I had some shares of Anthony Miller last week. Cool, cool. Well, um, that uh, yeah, definitely maybe a tournament play. I think that. Uh, you know they got they got a few receivers there on that team. Uh, Tyrell Williams is the other, the gazelle on that uh, on that team has been getting a lot of deep looks, and I kind of expect Keenan Allen though he has I mean he's he's reliable. Uh, I kind of expect him. He he tends to break out in the uh, latter part of the season, and so um, I, I kind of expect to see him start to find the end zone here and there but um, at 3800 it's definitely worth taking a look at for tournaments the the guy i like and, and maybe even for cash because uh, looking if i'm looking to get some higher priced running backs in my lineup and and quarterback i gotta find some value at the receiver uh spot while everybody this week is going to be looking at uh, Cortland Sutton and uh, 
DJ Moore. I, I like uh, Traquan Smith. He's found himself uh, solidified as the number two wideout in New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans tends to uh, play better at home uh, and play, you know, even uh, pass the ball uh, a lot more at home than they do typically on the on the road. Um, he is a deep threat who we saw go off for uh, Drew Brees on his uh, record-breaking night uh, Monday night against Washington back in week five. And uh, this game has got an insane 60-point over-under, which if it ends up there will tie the highest uh, point total to have ever gone off. And... New Orleans, believe it or not, is actually favored by two in this game uh, with an implied point total of 31. Uh, I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of points to go around in this game. And and at 4,200, I like Traquan Smith to uh, be a part of that action. Yeah, so you just touched on what the big big deal is here for me. Uh, More so than... Traquan Smith being the number two is the implied point total in what the expectation is for this game. Uh, you have two high-powered offenses going up against each other. Uh, you know, you've got a Rams defense that is, is I mean, they're, they're good, but they can be scored on, and that's been shown. Uh, so there should be lots of targets to go around. Uh, Traquan Smith, only 16 targets at this point, uh, 10 receptions. Uh, but he's a home run hitter. He's one of those guys that anytime he touches the ball, he can he can go off for a touchdown. I like to play uh, more in a in a tournament. I'm not sure I'd go there and cash unless I had to. Uh, and as we mentioned, if you're trying to go Cam Newton and some upper priced running backs, you're likely going to have to go three receivers under 4,500. Uh, this one could be interesting. I, I think this is a boomer bust play, though. Then again, so is Mike Williams. <laughs> right. And, you know, part of that, you, you mentioned only 16 targets. Uh, he didn't start the year as, as the number two in New Orleans. Um, he really came on when Ted Ginn went down. So, uh and they yeah, he's had, only played what three, four games at this point. Yeah, and and um, ever since Mark Ingram came back, actually the the New Orleans team has has actually had a much more balanced offense uh, in neutral situations, rushing the ball like fifty percent of the time, which as opposed to uh, almost uh, six, almost seventy percent, I think. When before Mark Ingram came back, so yeah. part, you of, to, part of that's if, game scripting and opponents too. Oh, a, a, I, you know, a, it's not just Mark Ingram. Oh, absolutely. But um, it seems that when Mark Ingram came back, instead of taking work away from uh, Al, Alvin Kamara, they they just kind of took a bite out of it from the passing game. But you know, this is going to be a high scoring game. And and they're gonna have to pass the ball, and I, I imagine that Drew Brees is gonna be up for this game, and I it's gonna be a good one. It's one that I'm I'm sure 
to not miss this week. Yeah, if nothing else, watch this game. <laughs> if you don't play anybody on either side, watch this game. Uh, I'm sure the I'm sure the Bears game is going to be an eye bleeder, so uh, I'll be excited to watch this game in the afternoon. And uh, if you don't play players from this game, you're probably not going to be winning money on Sunday. So, well, I'm not winning money on Sundays anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead, and uh, I want to hear about this tight end play from you, J.D., because I'm going to be honest, I don't know who he is. Yeah, a lot of people don't. (laughs) Uh, So he actually went off two weeks ago. Uh, He had a a two-touchdown day, and the only reason I'm even considering uh, Michael Roberts out of Detroit at this point uh, is because their uh, slot guy or their you know seam guy in Golden Tate is gone. Uh, so you're going to have Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay running on the outside. Uh, you're going to have to have somebody to fill that gap a little bit. And, uh, you know, Michael Roberts is <clears throat> costing 2500 uh, Again, you know, uh, Big tournament, GPP-type play. Uh, That's where I'm looking here. And one of the ways to attack Minnesota is at the tight end spot. So we'll see what happens. This, again, this could come back and be a zero zero day. Uh, But I'd rather have it be zero for 2,500 than the, you know, what, 3900 plus that was paid for C.J. Uzama last week in a perfect condition and didn't score once. Well, or a David and David and Joku in a perfect spot who didn't get targeted once in a game. Uh, you know, tight end's one of those spots where you're, you're gambling most of the time unless you're paying up for the high price guys. So this is my, my sleeper tight end of the week. It sounds like from the history you're describing that you're doing really good at uh, living up to the title of your podcast here, Another Bad Call. Yeah, that, that, is, that is why I'm here. I'm here to make everybody else sound smarter. Uh, you do a good job of it. Thank you. Right. Maybe we should name this podcast, This Is What Not To Do. Well, for the four people that are listening to the podcast on a weekly basis, uh, they should know by now that if we recommend a guy, don't don't play him. Well, well, they well they should definitely know to check uh, check his health history and whether or not he's going to be active because we've we've certainly done our share of uh, touting some guys who who didn't make it onto the field on Sunday. That's for sure. Yeah did did we? Uh, agree on anybody last week that didn't play? I mean, I know both David and Joku and CJ Uzama, who we all said would be good plays, <laughs> gave zero points, so that might count. Like I said, that that's worse. That's worse than playing uh, picking an injured guy because at least people have an opportunity to replace him with somebody else ahead of time. But uh, let's uh, let's Dad, why don't you tell us who you're looking at at tight end this week? Well, I'm taking a shot at Vance McDonald out of Pittsburgh. He's going to be in Baltimore. 
Baltimore is a high-pressure defense. I think that uh, they'll be looking to dump the ball off quickly or just get rid of it because he doesn't want to end up on his back. Um, Connor's not a really good pass catcher, so I think Vance McDonald has got a real good chance of having a pretty good Sunday. Yeah, uh, he he's a really tough guy. When you watch him, uh, he's kind of him and Juju. They have that like Heinz Ward mentality. When they when they get the ball, they're willing to get hit and they're willing to hit your back, which is exactly what you need in this type of game. Uh, Baltimore's defense is is tough, uh, especially at home. Uh, but I think you're right. I think he's going to have to get that ball out fairly quick uh, if they're not handing off to Connor a ton. Uh, he could be a real good, real good sneaky play. I think he's a good leverage play. If if you're putting him in your lineup at 3,700, you're going to have a different kind of roster construction most likely, and and he's probably going to be pretty low owned because uh people are afraid of roethlisberger when he's in a road matchup and the baltimore defense has been pretty scary but uh for that reason and for the reasons you were talking about um him needing to get rid of the ball quickly uh he he definitely could have um could could have a, a sneaky sneaky game i don't don't hate the play. I could. I there's not a chance I would play him in cash because uh, I've been burned by him before. And and these these wide receivers in this three to four thousand range, uh, it's it's like you you have basically you have uh, three three or four tiers in in the tight end. You got the the bargain basement guys like JD uh, has has picked this week. You've got the mid-tier guys in that 3,500 to 5,000 range uh, who on any given week uh, have been kind of a crapshoot so far. And then you got the high-end guys. And the guy that I uh, am in love with this week at the tight end position is Travis Kelsey. At 6,600, the... Usage that he gets and playing against Cleveland, who's not, they're not terrible against the tight end, but they're not good either. Uh, Pat Mahomes has got, uh, after kind of maybe a little bit of a slow start with Kelsey at the beginning of the year, they've really started to ramp up their connection. And Travis Kelsey is just a matchup nightmare. Overall in the year, he's the uh, second highest scoring tight end. Uh, he's the highest scoring tight end on on the slate, uh, and and he's just kind of a freak of nature. I I I, I it, it's hard to say this, but I think he might find the end zone twice this weekend. Um, it, it's a it's a pretty good matchup, and and Cleveland, I think they're just kind of be out of sorts with, with all the changes that are going on there. Yeah, this again is one of those plays where you know he's going to get targeted. Uh, we know how much I love volume plays. Uh, so 
and when he does get targeted, he usually does something with it. He's another one of those just uh, tough tight ends that just he likes to hit too, uh, and it's a fast-paced offense. Uh, the question is, what's going to happen uh, with this Cleveland team? It can go one of two ways. They could crumble immediately, or they could just have this, you know, I don't care attitude and go out and be a mean machine. Uh, I suspect that it's going to be the former and they're going to crumble a little bit. <laughs> the question is going to be then how how long does Kansas City put their foot on the gas before they just start running Kareem Hunt like crazy? <laughs> but hopefully at that point in time, you've gotten your money out of a Travis Kelsey. But my question for you is uh, with – Cam Newton, Adrian Peterson, and Travis Kelsey. What what else are you going to play? Well, I'm going to play Todd Gurley, and I'm probably going to slot in a Traquan Smith, a Cortland Sutton, and a and a DJ Moore in those low price uh, ranges uh, with a lot higher opportunity um, while you can, because this will be the last week. Definitely, you're going to be able to get. Portland Sutton at that price and probably uh, DJ Moore as well. So in, in uh, maybe even uh, Kenny Galladay, uh, there, there's definitely some lower priced guys at the receiver position that, that are going to have uh, volume opportunity, which is what I'm looking for in my cash lineups. And uh, I, I think, I think I can fit it. So, uh, well, that that'll be fun. Uh, you got any thoughts on on Travis Kelsey here? I think the 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 only real risk with any player from Kansas City is that there are just so many weapons that you just never know who's going to get the reward. Um, you know, you got running backs, you got receivers, and you got a tight end and. You know, there's only so many touchdowns they're going to score before they decide to just uh, say, okay, this game's over. Uh, if you get some early, you're in good shape. If uh, if somebody else gets some early, it might be a long day of uh, 40 yards. Well, that's kind of where I want to lead in. Uh, that's a good way for me to lead in with this Kansas City talk is um, we've – We've talked up uh, Travis Kelsey and Kareem Hunt, and uh, one of the players that absolutely went off last week for Kansas City is Sammy Watkins, and right now um, he's projected as one of the top five uh, players from an ownership standpoint on Fantasy Labs uh, in the wide receiver position, and and that's why. I'm going to tell you that I think he's the chalk, he's my chalk buster this week. I, I think he's chalky. Uh, he had the big game last week. I don't think he repeats it two weeks in a row. I, I think this Cleveland team is um, somebody that you beat more in the uh, over the middle in the short range and, and with the running game, which which I, I I agree with the Kareem Hunt play and obviously I like Travis Kelsey. And that's why I think uh, Sammy Watkins is going to be a bust this week. Uh, I I will say that uh, 
I I was looking at Philip Lindsay as as the other guy, who who they're projecting with a decent amount of ownership. Who I think uh, maybe a boss Houston is a uh, got a tough run D there um, with JJ Watt and uh, and company, and after being fairly highly owned last week and having success. Uh, I think that he's going to be a little higher on than he should be. And I, I really do believe that Denver is going to focus on uh, Cortland Sutton. Uh, they, they made that tra- trade for a reason with uh, to get rid of Demarius Thomas, who they will be facing this week. And I think they're going to want to show, show everybody why. Uh, that's, that's interesting. Uh, I'm going to give you – Two here. I don't disagree with the Sammy Watkins. Uh, he went off because Tyreek Hill went down really early. Um, if Hill plays this week, I definitely say Watkins does not have the same same that he did last week. Uh, even if Hill doesn't play, I'd be more inclined to go with like a Chris Conley over Watkins uh, at that point. Uh, I'm actually going to tell you that I think Cortland Sutton's uh, not going to have the day everybody thinks he's going to have. Uh, and I could be wrong, but as of right now, all of his games played, he's had Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas there to uh, soak up the attention. So he's not, he's usually been facing, you know, your, your third best uh, corner at that point in time. Uh, we'll see how he does with having the first or second corner on him and see how he does. I also don't believe that, uh, that offensive line and Case Keenum uh, are going to have a super successful day against the Texans uh, front four even. So uh, I'm going to say cool your Jets on Cortland Sutton. Well, for my two cents, I would say cool your Jets on anybody we've talked about tonight because so far, obviously none of us has hit it big. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good. And this this advertising moment for the podcast has been brought to you by. I'll tell you what, West. if that's not the most ringing endorsement by a parent that I have ever heard. <laughs> but uh, as you've probably found out from our humor, it's uh, you can see where it's coming from. So, I so take full. I take full credit. I take full credit. <laughs> It's much appreciated. Oh man, hey, uh, it, this this time of the show we usually try to throw a wager in, and I know JD, you and I haven't had one in a while, and 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 you think that? Uh, what do you think about this Bears game? You think you think it's going to be a close one, I, and and low scoring? I'm going to say that uh, the Bears score um, more than. 23 points this week. You, you say wanna... they score more than 23 points. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that. All right. So we'll say uh, 23 and under, and you win anything over 23, I win. And uh, we'll put a beer on that one. Sounds good. <clears throat> Well, we want to thank you uh, for for listening and, and the interaction that we get on social media. Uh, Dad, I don't know if you got a Twitter or anything like that that you want to 
talk about or uh... <laughs> please tell me you have a secret Twitter account. <laughs> no, I just have, come on. I just have two twits. We, oh. we, come on, we know you have that trash panda Twitter account. <laughs> I, I will I will will admit that I have trash panda as a team name. I don't have a Twitter account. <laughs> Yeah. So oh, for for the four of you still listening, the uh, perfect challenge that we play on NFL.com uh, as a family league, there's been this mystery user in there that was doing really well. Come to find out, it was uh, Big G's secondary account that he was using to sneak one over on us. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, JD, where can people find you? Uh, you know, find me in the usual spots on Twitter and Instagram at JD West 22, uh, begging every week to get uh, that interaction. Give us some questions, uh, go out, give us some ratings and reviews, uh, got some stuff coming down the pipeline, uh, looking to maybe do a, a shirt giveaway with the, another bad call logo. If we get to enough ratings and reviews, so, uh, start them coming. Uh, if you want some swag. Yeah, good good stuff coming. Uh, I could be found on Twitter at Justin M West on Instagram JMW nineteen seventy seven. You can find our show on Twitter at Another Bad Call. Also Facebook and in- Instagram the same name. Uh, email us Another Bad Call at gmail dot com and check out my weekly blog on Another Bad Call dot com where I write up my uh, weekly results, cash team lineup. And any other little tidbits that I can uh, recall from from the previous uh, day. Um, for JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call.